0: Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fi and I am a clarity and confidence life coach known as the Positivity Queen. My passion is to help you go from stuck and self-critical to courageous and empowered so you can conquer anything. Join me every Tuesday as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate you. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. Hi, beautiful souls. It's so good to see you again. Well, hear you again, or you can hear me. Um, today as I mentioned on the last episode of the growth through podcast I have a very special guest with me his name is TJ he is the first guest ever on this podcast I have been dying for him to come on he is so awesome we actually crossed paths on Instagram and when I saw his post they really resonated with me he is such a beautiful human being with such a beautiful soul and I can't wait for you guys to get to know him. And I'm still getting to know him and I think he's awesome. So I'm going to bring him on. So please, everybody, welcome TJ. He is known as, you know, helping you take your first step in the path to self-growth. He's a personal growth champion. TJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be
0: here. (laughs) Yes, we had such a good Instagram live. And TJ shared this really funny story because I've been talking about manifesting and I wanted to see um, TJ, if you could just share that story about how you came across me and working with me because I think it's just such a cute and funny story.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, it, it, it's weird, right? Like the, the world the world works in, in weird ways. Um, the first ever time that I saw um, any of your posts, I don't even remember what the post was to be honest (laughs) i remember how i felt and that's that that you know you know how we hear a lot of people say people don't care as much how what you do as opposed to how you make them feel that was me in that moment i remember how i felt and i remember the thoughts i thought i remember thinking to myself i'm like you know what she's gonna be my friend number one number two i'm going to collaborate with her. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just going to feed as much, um, feed from her energy as much as possible, because, you know, I I really, really did feel your energy. And this was, this is way before, you know, we started talking and it just, it just happened very organically. And I'm very, very thankful. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm always so excited, um, not only about your posts and listening to your podcast, but. I was also, I'm also very excited about being here because this is literally, you know, a manifestation.
0: Of <laughs> <laughs> Rome, here it is. Yeah. I think that's a huge testament to you. And um, thank you so much for your kind words. It's so true. I agree with you. You never can remember things, but you'll always remember how you feel. And I think the great thing is when I see your posts, I get very inspired to create my own content. I feed of your energy and it, it makes sense with such energetic beings so i would love for you to share with everyone today on the podcast a bit more about yourself and you know as the name is the growth through It podcast perhaps some experiences that have really happened in your life that have made you grow and become who you are today right now
1: okay um i think the biggest thing that had a huge impact on my life was firstly the the death the you know the passing on of my dad. That's when I was about six years old, and you know, being a kid, you don't understand it. You don't understand what's going on. And in, in my culture, um, I grew up in Zimbabwe, and in, in our culture, we don't show a lot of emotions, particularly men. Ladies, it's okay for them for, but for us men. We are told to be strong. We are told to you know, suck it up and just move on with life. And so this, this, is, you know, this is what happened to me. I just had to internalize it, be strong for, um, for my mom and my younger brother uh, because my mom wasn't dealing with, with it very well. So I had to, as a kid, try to you know, be her comfort and you know, be there for my younger brother as well, who did not understand what was going on. So that had a very, very big impact in shaping how, um, how I function, how I interact with people. It you know, affected how I see life as well. And you know, the second biggest thing that affected my life was the you know, passing of my, well, my mom two years ago. And so now you see that you know, I've dealt with grief from two very different angles one as a kid and one as an adult and there's very two very different things and you know i felt a lot of guilt about that because uh, when my mom passed away i hadn't seen her in close to like 10 years and mm. there's lots of stuff that we hadn't resolved we we were meaning to resolve it when i was going to you know fly over to south africa and see her but she passed on before i had the opportunity to, to get there so there is so much that was just Placed on me, and I was like, "Oh, you know, all this pain, all this um, grief," and I didn't know what to do with it. And so that's one of the reasons why I, um, you know, started the, you know, the Instagram page because I, I was using it as an outlet. Because one of the things I believe is sometimes in order to receive, you need to give, seed um, mm. of hope in other people, and you know, in, you know, as a result. It comes back to me you know sewing and repaying. so that's one of the biggest reasons why i started the page and another reason why i started the page is you know i i've experienced depression in my life as well about six years ago and you know i i got out of that thank god but someone else out there doesn't have um the 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 strength to go through what they're going through and they just need someone to help them out and that's the reason why i I'm such a big believer in helping people take the first step because the first step for a lot of people is the most important step. It's, mm. it's make or break. Some people uh, fail to take the first step and then it leads to such, such very, very bad situation. So for me, I'm all about the first step. And then I point people in the right direction, like, Hey, you know, uh, is content from this creator, or read this book, or you know, I believe in pointing people in the right direction. I'm just a signpost, so that's my personal view.
0: I love that, TJ. Signposts are so important because people are looking for that, and I love that you've turned your experiences to help others. I think that's such an amazing thing that you do and give people that first step because it is the hardest. So, if anyone's listening. The first step is always the hardest, but it's so rewarding and there's people out there that can help you. And I think one thing that really connects us together is experiencing grief, right? We, I mean, you've lost both. I've lost my dad and you're actually, wow, you know, having that experience as a kid and as an adult, I would love for you um, if you feel comfortable to kind of share maybe like two things that you really learned from your experiences with grief.
1: Ooh, uh, two things that i learned. I think the, the, the first thing is it's important to feel what you need to feel, right? Mm. Grief, grief is different for different people. Um, they, we have a saying in, in Back Home where, where we say, um, and I'm translating it roughly, hope it translates properly into English, but we say, uh, grief has no practice match you cannot practice grief before you actually go i
0: love that
1: and it's one of those things where it's going to be you know it's, it's going to be very different for everyone some people are going to experience anger some people are going to experience guilt some people are going to experience intense sorrow but that being said when you allow yourself to feel that also remind yourself that it's also important to to grow out of it, as the name of the podcast is, to so
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> grow through it, you know? I'm a very big believer in that, because I have seen um, I have seen the effects of not grieving properly uh, through my mom. My mom was a great mom, phenomenal woman, you know, she's a very strong woman, but one of the things that really affected my younger brother and I was she, the, her grief... Uh, stopped her from being able to be in the moment with us as her children, you know? And, you know, I, I, I believe maybe just because, you know, she didn't have, you know, as many, as much of a support system or she didn't have, you know, some of the right tools. But there are people out there that can help. If you are going through grief, be willing to accept help from other people. It's not your journey alone to go through. Um, it's, it's a shared experience. So that those are some of the things that I've learned through grief.
0: Mm, yeah, thank you so much. I really felt the emotion and the love in saying and what you were saying. And I think that, yes, you're not alone. Like even us, right? Like we have a shared experience and I'm sure when you went through this, I felt like I was alone. I'm like, no one knows what it feels like, but they do. And there'll always be connection points with people, whether that's grief or something else like soccer right. or food or something. There's always something to connect us. And I kind of want to pull some pieces of what you said together, especially when it comes to feel your emotions. I agree with you. You have to feel them. And I wanted to get your perspective as a man, because I know, you know, you know, I'm very passionate about men's mental health as well. And I'd love to hear your perspective on men's mental health and what you kind of have to say around the topic.
1: Mm. Okay, uh, that's. A very,
0: very, very <laughs> I hidden you hard. I, I want to get There's all the goodness questions. out of you.
1: <laughs> I think men's mental health. Um, men, us men, we very simple creatures and yet very complex as well. Uh, in the sense that because we are, society has trained us to internalize everything, and I'm I'm still on this journey, so I I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I am. I'm also learning. Um, But one of the things that I've I've, I've noticed is that as men, we need to be more willing to open up, you know, um, what we, the things that we deem as weakness aren't really weakness. Sometimes it's okay to cry. Sometimes it's okay to feel a type of way, you know? And a lot of a lot of us men are dealing with stuff and we you know we, we don't speak out and it, it results in so much um, so much uh, pain. I don't know if yeah. you, it, it results not only in pain, but we we act it out, we use the, all these release mechanisms that aren't that healthy. You know, you find um, some guys end up you know uh, indulging in too much alcohol or promiscuity and all of that things. Yes. It's because we're trying to find a way to heal and we just don't know how to, you know, how to do it. So I think that, you know, as men, we need to learn to open up. And as a society, we need to get to a point where we allow men to to say their stories, you know, and remove that stigma that comes with um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. So that's just my
0: Yeah, absolutely, and thank you so much. I agree with you. I think it's really important to fight the stigma for men, for everyone really, but in particular men with all the alarming suicide rates out there. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to get your perspective, you know, how do you best support someone, whether it's a man or a woman or somebody you know that you feel like they're going through a tough time? What advice would you give them?
1: I think the first thing before we even get to the advice is making them feel heard. Yeah. That's one of the biggest um, challenges that for us men that that we experience is that when we, because it takes a lot to get to the point where you actually say what's on your heart, but feeling heard, feeling heard is going to make the difference between, between going forward with being vulnerable or closing back up, because closing back up is more comfortable for most guys, right? So I think feeling heard is the most important part. So for me personally, when when I'm speaking to someone, I think the first thing that I'll do is, you know, make them know that this is a safe environment. And my energy has to match that and say, you know what? We we are here to help each other. It's a journey. It's okay for you to go through what you're going through um, and actually want to be better and heal you know so i think that's the first thing and then the second thing is that um, i think it's important to to let it all out you know yeah. um identify i, I, I spoke uh, when we were live just now I, we talked yeah. about um we talked about a house how your life or your emotional life is like a house where you've got all these closed rooms and uh, and you know you can't access these rooms, you don't seem to have the keys or there's dirt in these rooms. A lot of the times what happens is that we live in these houses, these emotional houses that are dirty and we cry over that spilt milk, we cry over that trauma, but we're not taking the initiative to clean up that mess. You know, And I think yeah. the thing about it is when you open up and when you let it all out, you start cleaning your, you're going through the process of cleaning out that whole mess. And I think it's important to, you know, just, you know, allow yourself to let it all out. Even the things that you think are uncomfortable, even the things that you feel are, um, are embarrassing or shameful, it's important to let it all out. And then the healing can start from there, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I was actually going to ask you to share that analogy because we really bounced off that. And it was kind of like what the book I was telling you about how trauma is stored in your body and running on your analogy about the house. Like, yes, maybe you didn't cause a room to be closed because most often it's like programming or based on your upbringing, but you Mm. always have the master key. It's Mm. up to you whether you want to open the door, you know, tidy it up or whatever. You have so much more power than you think. And I thought it was really interesting that you mentioned that you kind of wanted to be an energy matched when you are listening to somebody to make sure that they are heard. And I'd love to um, get your take on it because I'm quite a spiritual being. People say I'm in the woo because I really love energy and it's one of those things people can't explain sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know your perspective on energy and things like that, you know, like whether it's manifestation, law of attraction, feeling other people's energies. What's your take, TJ?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm also a very spiritual person. Um, and the one, one of the things I believe about energy, energy knows no bounds. And mm. I, was, I, was, I was thinking about this, um, I think last week when when we discussed, you know, coming on the podcast, I was thinking about how, I, I was just reflecting on how I thought about this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be on live with Fi and we're going to have a good time. We're going to vibe. This is before we actually, you know, we actually discuss how to yeah. do it. And the the reason why I was thinking about it was like, oh, okay, our energies. I'm actually in Sydney, and I'm in purple, thousands of miles away. But we, because the energies are aligned, it's, we connect for some reason. You know, um, I'm, I'm by no means, I'm, I'm I'm not an expert on energies or anything like that, but I do believe that. Um, we have the ability to lift up the vibrations in our own lives or, uh, within our own surroundings. And it will affect, you know, not only, uh, the people around us, but can affect someone else that you connected, connect with from, you know, another part of the world. Uh, I also do believe in, um, the law of attraction, uh, scripture calls it the law of faith. You know, I, I believe it's just the same thing. Um, mm because at the end of the day, we have the ability to speak certain things and they become, uh, I was reading a book, uh, I forget who it is, I'll, rem- I'll, I'll tell you a bit later on if I remember. And Definitely. The same, um, the, uh, at the end of the day, because the world is made out of vibration and energy, right? And so when we speak, we are letting out energy. We are, we are creators we've got the ability to create from our mouths. And that's one thing that I'm a very big believer in. I will speak certain things and some, some things have taken years and years and years to manifest and some things have taken weeks, but at the same time, I believe that you know, it, it all builds up. But then that being said, there has to be action that goes along with it because you you, you can't say I embody this energy, but the way that you act is very different. So. Yeah, it's, how it, it's just how I see it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Like, that's what we say is inspired action. You can't just, like, wish and wait. You kind of have to also compel yourself to do things. And I love what you said about energy having no bounds. And, you know, because you're in Perth, I'm in Sydney, we're on the same continent. And, I mean, I would love for you to share how you came from Zimbabwe and ended up in Perth, Australia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the way it came to it's weird because that was, that's another... Whole situation with manifesting because what happened was after my dad passed away, one of the Mm. one 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 of the people that took a father role is my dad's younger brother, and I I lived with him for you know throughout high school and whatnot, and you know he was working in Zimbabwe. uh, You know if if you are if you do know about Zimbabwe, the economy tanked uh, in you know the early two thousands, and he was looking for a job. And I remember speaking to him and I was like, hey, why not try Australia? And it was like, no, no, he, he wasn't He wasn't too keen on that. And I remember because he, he didn't like, I think we went for like two years back and forth about that. And I was like, yeah, why not yeah. try Australia? Because for some reason in my heart, I felt that, you know, Australia was going to be home at some point because I envisioned it. I don't know how- I it love happened. that. Yeah, it, it just happened unconsciously. And, one day he just found a job. It, it just all happened. And then I, I came over with him and the rest is history, you know? So that's, that's how I wound up here.
0: That's amazing. And I think like something for me, cause I was born in Australia, but I have a Vietnamese Chinese background. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about like, how do you, how does culture like from Zimbabwe kind of play into your life? Do you feel very connected to back home? Do you feel like you're more Australian? I just always get so curious about other people that have different heritages and, um, ways of life and where they've lived I find it so fascinating.
1: I, I think it's weird because one of the ways how, how I see it, I'm more uh, I, I do definitely see uh, Australia and Perth particularly as home I, I think mm. I absolutely love the city I love the fact that I love where I live because mm. so all the beaches are gorgeous and whatnot but more so I think it's more about family than mm-hmm. everything else. I think because my one of my biggest values is family. And I've managed to create a lot of relationships both here in Australia and back home. I think the only person who's in Zimbabwe at the moment is my younger brother. Everyone else is in other parts of the world. Um, but in terms of where I feel rooted, because I because I also do believe in energy, I, I think that. In, if I'm to move and to go to any part of the world, I think I'd be fine because I somehow feel connected with the people I'm connected to, <laughs> if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I
0: love that. No, that makes sense for sure.
1: Yeah. So, for example, like uh, you and I, you know, we're friends, uh, but I feel connected with you. I feel like, you know, we, you know we're know, we bouncing off each other's energies. Um, I've got family in Swaziland. I've got family in, you know, different parts of the world. But the, and if the people that I've got a strong bond with, you know, they, uh, they anchor me no matter where mm. I am in the world. So that's, that's just how I I think
0: am. that's so nice and really comforting for those listening who aren't in Australia and it's very affected by COVID-19, which has kind of happened and all of that. And I think that's so important to take note of. And I wanted to see what your like kind of learnings have been from the global pandemic and how it's impacted your life.
1: Well, I think to begin with, um, the biggest lesson for me for, um, with regards to the pandemic is gratitude. Mm. Firstly, because of the fact that I I happen to live in Perth. I'm very lucky to be here. And we haven't had uh, as much of an outbreak as other parts of the world because Perth is so isolated. Apparently they, they say we are the biggest, we're the most isolated big city in the world. know so we haven't experienced much of the shutdowns as compared to other people and i'm very 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 grateful for that um but that being said i think that it the the pandemic has uh taken away a lot of the things that we um a lot of things that really don't matter as much um uh in terms of you, you know when you get to a point where you are facing, or um, you are, how do you know this? You are facing a situation where you have to confront your own mortality.
0: You mm. realize
1: that a lot of the things that you think matter don't matter as much, you know? You realize that, you know, money isn't as important as we think it is. We realize that looking good isn't as important as it is. We realize that family and relationships are actually much higher on the totem pole than, you know, than they should then then, then we have been placing them. So um, I think that that separation from each other has connected a lot of people much more in certain ways because we've realized how important human connection is. So for when when the world opens up in different parts of the world, we will appreciate human interaction and people much more. So for those that um, are Conscious of that fact, they'll allow those themselves to, you know, enjoy the moment when they are interacting with people and not just, you know, be drones out there in the world. You know, it will allow us to, you know, connect much more. That's just how it's Yeah,
0: I love that. And I so remember you did a post during Christmas that really inspired me. I think you were talking about how we should be grateful all year round, not just during Christmas. And that really inspired me. And something else I'll add is when you talked about mortality and it's like yeah it is super confronting right I think even people listening to our podcast it can be confronting because we both experience you know grief and death and one thing I learned from my experience losing my dad is I'm so grateful to be alive like gift of life like you just think especially um, I lost my dad when I was 19 I was like oh like I didn't know people you know I thought we all live forever like invincible especially our parents and I'm like what what do you mean like he can get sick he can get cancer and you know, I was wondering what you kind of, like maybe um, a take out that you got from your experience from your parents or your family, like what have you kind of learned about, whether it's like mortality or life itself? I know very, very deep question, but
1: <laughs> yeah, just that,
0: something I'm very curious about.
1: A very, very important question. I was, I was watching an interview by Gary Vee at some point um, a few weeks ago and, and the, the guy asked him, he said, what what gives you drive every day and he says you know how gary Vee is he's very blunt one
0: of
1: the things that drives me is the fact that i am going to die right and he's accepted that fact he's accepted the fact that i'm not going to be here forever so i might as well make the most of you know most of the time that i have and that's just how i see things as well like i i have gotten to the point where I'm getting much, I've been much more, um, I've I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to be here forever. And with the time time that I have, I have to make sure not only that I enjoy my life, but I impact people as much as possible. You know, I make a a positive impact in people's lives. So that could be, uh, you know, I, I don't have to be, um, uh, Nelson Mandela in order to affect
0: people's <laughs>
1: lives. Yeah. be Gandhi in order to affect people's lives. It could be your family, you know, it could be your friends. But wherever you go, be the kind of person who brings, brings the like Brandon Burchard says, he says, bring the joy, right? So I I've learned to embody that, to bring the joy, bring that positive energy. Because I'm not going to be here forever. And if there's anything that I want to be remembered for. It's for helping people be better people, you know? So that's just how I see oh, things.
0: I love that. And I think you definitely do, genuinely. And thank you for sharing that because I know it can be quite, you know, personal and things like that. And I want to throw back because we just did a live and you asked me my three favorite books. I would like to ask you the question now <laughs> what are your favorite three books?
1: <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Three books that have changed my life. Three favorite right. Okay. I think number one, um, Rich Dad Poor Dad by uh, Robert yep. That's my absolute favorite finance book. Um, it has taught me a lot in terms of, you know, just even just personal finance. Um, and it's made me realize that the way I interact with money is more an issue of the mind than the money itself
0: absolutely um, my mind's going
1: to affect you know my spending habits etc etc the second my second favorite book was uh can't touch me by david goggins i don't know if you've read that one that's an absolute if you haven't if you haven't i suggest you actually get the audio because the audio is really really good so he talks about all these traumas that he has gone through uh in his life and this guy is uh, he came from a very, you know, poor background and he eventually became a Marine, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, he just rose up through the ranks. He's faced so much and he has come out much stronger. So that's that's number two. And my third favourite book is Atomic Habits, which... Ah, uh, yes, James Clear. I'm reading it for the third time. And I think the biggest takeaway from that book is the statement that James Clear says. He says, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And- Oh,
0: that's, that's a good one.
1: That, that has changed. Like when I heard that for the first time, my mind was blown. And it's, it's one of those things that every single time that I have taken my eye off the system and put my eye only on the goal, I've realized that I, I don't succeed as much or I fail mm. much more often. But when I focus on the system, I go much, much further. And I think that's a teaching that a lot more people need to hear about, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, I was wondering, yeah, can you share a bit more on that and kind of like obviously us being in the spheres of personal development, growth and spirituality, what's your take on motivation? I think that's a really hot topic for everybody. <laughs>
1: Well, what's my take on motivation? I think that motivation is, I like the way Les Brown puts it. You say okay. it could be Les Brown or, I'm not sure who. But anyway, say uh, motivation is one of those things that um, you, you how does he put it? It's, it's like taking a bath, you need to do it every day. If you, If you stop doing it, if you stop, you know, bathing for one or two days, you could get away with it. But eventually it's going to show. So you know, true. Motivation, you need to motivate yourself daily. But that being said, I think that motivation within, within you know, by itself isn't going to take you as far. I think uh, motivation has to be connected with an intense um, passion for life. You know, mm. with that you love, it's easier to be Uh, motivation, quote, motivated to do those things that, you know, that you need to do, um, regardless of whether they're boring or exciting or whatever, you know. So I I think that at the end of the day, I think for me, the bigger thing than motivation, it's uh, just having a passion for life, having a doing things that you love, you know, because a lot of people try to be motivated to do the wrong thing, you know, Um, and by the wrong thing, I mean, you know, you are uh, going after a goal that you're not passionate about. It's it's not your why, you know? So at the end of the day, when you connect more with your why, you're more likely to, you know, to keep on, you know, keep on going, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so true because sometimes I ask my clients, I'm like, do you actually want this or is this what you thought you wanted and maybe you've changed your mind but you're still chasing it because you think you have to or you should or because your family wants you to or your partner or whatever. So I thought that was really interesting. And I guess thinking about that, like my client's experience, so some of my um, clients are male. And I know that we just spoke about self-love on our Instagram live. And I would love to hear your perspective as a man on the concept of self-love, because I think people bucket self-love as a very girly and, and a feminine energy, which yes. I would agree it's feminine energy, but it doesn't mean it's not for men too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think self-love, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things we, we think uh, when men hear the word self-love, you know, we think uh, bubble baths and candles and pet flowers, yeah. like, petals in the bath and that sort of thing, but it doesn't really have to be that. It can, it, be, <laughs> it, 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 it can be though. It can be and it's a great thing, you know, but that being said, I think self-love has to be, very, it, self-love is one of those things that have to be very personalised. And I, I gave you an example. One of the ways I practice self-love is I will throw on, oh, um, I, I actually have a record collection, so I'll, I'll play um, the old Michael Jackson Thriller album and I will just dance by myself in the house, no one there to watch me with my really, really bad dance moves and I <laughs> will enjoy myself, right? So for someone else, it could be fishing, for someone else to be going, you know, playing golf. For someone else, it might be, it doesn't really have to be anything that you're particularly good at, you know? But it, it has to be something that makes you feel as though, it makes you not only feel good, but it makes you feel as though you've had an outlet, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I have a friend of mine who's, uh, one, one way in which he practices soft love is he goes boxing. You know? He, you know, he goes into the ring, he spars with someone and, you know, and that's it, he enjoys himself. You know, so I think that at the end of the day, self-love doesn't have to be, um, we don't have to c- put it within this container of, it has to look like this. At the end of the day, it has to be more an issue of what works for you and do what doing what works for you. So yeah, that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, and we definitely discussed about how we were saying that love is just such this abundant thing. It's like everywhere, but for some reason, people think that love is finite and it's not out there, but it's also because like we've just discussed, like love can be in any forms, whether it's romantic, a friendship, there's just so much love out there, whether it's for other people or yourself, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we are infinite. Like I said before, we are infinite creatures, right? We've got infinity within our hearts, within our souls. The soul is an infinite space. That's, Hmm. That's what I believe. So because of that one of the things um, I, I'm very conscious of is the fact that I have got infinite love within me. No one can actually, you, you cannot run out of love, you know? So if, if I, um, I just need to be conscious of that and, you know, give it to myself. You know, a lot of, I think one of the, the biggest downfalls for a lot of us and myself included, you know, I've, I've experienced it is, very bad self-talk and mm. is usually your self-talk is an indicator of your self-love in my experience mm. you know and I tell people if you would never say it to someone that you love or to a little kid why would you say it to yourself because a lot of people you know we go through life saying oh no you can't do it oh I'm too ugly or I'm too this I'm too short or you know I'm not skilled enough but if the person you love was to come with to you with an issue uh, with self self loathing or self doubting. You would encourage them like, "No, you can not do it. Go for it. You know it's okay to fail." So if you would say that to someone else, why would you say any, why would you expect or say anything less to yourself? So
0: yeah, that's really true. Thank you. And I guess I've kind of wanted end, to end today's podcast with I guess what's been the best advice you've ever been given. By who and what did they say to you?
1: Wow, Fee, that-
0: I know. <laughs> I, I'm like, we can't sustain this energy because we've literally been talking about such grand topics and really getting introspective. So there would be no other end but this, to end <laughs> on something like that.
1: <laughs> best advice that anyone has ever given me. Um, wow. Uh, I think the, the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given me was, I actually forget who, who actually told me this. I forget his name, actually. Uh, he was an older man that um, I interacted with a few years ago. I think at a shopping center, I just do talking <laughs> I
0: love that, it's, it's always random.
1: Yeah, it's always random. And yeah, we were talking and he said to me, it's like, you know what, Tim, one of the things you need to realize in life is no one owes you anything so never ever go through life expecting people to just hand things to you if you want something you have to uh, not only go after it but you need to create uh, the kind of energy that attracts what it is that you want and what he meant by that is you need to be deserving of that you know because for example you know we want love but we are not we're not embodying love in our own personal lives. You know, uh, you want to get into a relationship with this um, with this gorgeous human being who's awesome, who's honest, who's this, who's that, but you're, you yourself, you don't deserve love because you're not embodying that. So at the end of the day, I think that that really impacted me because it made me realize that at the end of the day, I might want something, but, I need to embody what it is that I want before I get it,
0: you know? Mm, Yeah. Such wise words. And I love that. That's how the world works. It's always some random interaction that you don't think that would change your life. But Mm -hmm. obviously this interaction with that man, he gave you that piece of advice and it stuck with you and you still don't, you don't even know who he is. And I guess it shows that you never know the impact that people make in your life and you never know the impact that you'll make on someone's life. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to end the note because uh, where can people find you, TJ? Because you've been absolutely amazing in this podcast. I think people are going to want to see your content. Tell us, how can we find you? What are you working on? Tell us more.
1: Well, I'm working on a few projects that will be out later on this year. So um, definitely tools that will uh, help individuals to take the first step. I'm all about the first step. So that could be anyone that is... um, you know starting to get out of you know taking the first steps towards getting out of depression or someone who's just gotten through a breakup or whatever Love that. these are going to be tools that will help that person uh to take the first step so that's a promise that's guaranteed um but where they can find me uh, tj shana official on on instagram uh it's all one word uh Um, I post there pretty, pretty regularly and there'll be more video content coming up. There is a podcast in the works as well. Ah, I love it. Yeah, you, yeah, I'll definitely hit you up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, TJ. I will drop all the links in the show notes for everybody to get in touch with you because you are a fantastic soul and people need to get to know you. So thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Fee. We really appreciate it.
0: Are you wanting to find out more about one-to-one coaching or working with me? Maybe perhaps you want to know more about me. I'd love to connect with you. You can visit my website, FeeDang.com, or connect with me on Instagram at FeeDang. Speak to you soon.